1: where you can actually go off and do your own thing this is the voice of reason with andy darn right it is welcome into the program thanks for hanging out boy oh boy what a day it's been today for the midweek celebration the wednesday the greatest day of the entire week and of course i'm getting ready for the show getting all the show prep done making sure we have everything ready to rock and roll getting the streams up and rolling which we are rolling it seems like everything seems to be rolling relatively smooth at least i hope so i put on my headphones as we get started here and then lo and behold something's messed up man i don't know what's going on i lost an ear i'm only one ear today so everything's kind of echoey in one ear not the other don't know what's going on anyways we'll make it happen today (laughs) oh the technological issues that we have in our first world problems welcome into the show got a lot to talk about today coming up bottom of the hour jay ellis a new guest on the program today, and a fun one, as he is the CEO and the creator of a board game. Yes, the board game, the Election Fun board game. Also, he has the Election Fun Network as well, talking about electoral issues. As we recap the 2020 election, we recap the 2022 midterms, and we go into our predictions early for the 2024 election as well so we'll talk with jay coming up about that here in just a little bit but welcome into the program broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station we are all over the country radio tv live streaming podcasting however you watch or listen to the show we love you to death and welcome aboard your millennial general reporting for duty i have to start off i guess on the bit of a frustration level because this is why people have distrust in the republican party We knew it was coming. We were waiting. We were trying to hold on, hold our breath to see if the Republican leadership has changed. Because remember, Republicans, they say, we will stop the Democrat agenda as long as you put us in power. They love playing the underdog, don't they? Republicans do oh so well as the underdogs put us in charge, and we will stop the Democrat agenda. We will stop the shenanigans in Washington, D.C. We will get our budget under control. We will stop the progressive liberal socialist agenda. We will get this economy back on track. That's what they tell us. Then we see this as we don't even have the true leadership yet. We don't have the House of Representatives yet, as we still try to find out who our leader is going to be a Speaker of the House. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But on the Senate side, we could not get the majority. And I wonder why. Can anybody guess why we lost the Senate? Why we couldn't win the majority in the Senate this last president or this last midterm election? Can anybody just fathom why we couldn't get the Republicans to flip seats? Maybe it's because, and I'm just speculating here, my own personal speculation, could be wrong, could be right, who knows, maybe the Republicans don't quite have the leadership that's needed to fight for what Republicans want within the Senate. I'm just throwing that concept out there. Could be wrong, could be wrong, but... Mitch McConnell is the House or the Senate minority leader leading the Republican Party. While he knows the ins and outs of the governmental system, he is one of the most rhino establishment hacks that we have in the Republican Party. And I'm pretty sure that Republicans are sick and tired of him being the head of the Republican Party in the Senate, being the voice of the Republican Party in the Senate, working and negotiating with the Democrats to tell Republicans what to support or what not to support in the Senate. I don't know if that really reflects into the members of the U.S. Senate, as they did vote for him overwhelmingly to be the House Minority Leader again. But here's his report. Here's his uh, statement today, according to Breitbart.com. As you know, coming up here in just a couple of weeks, we are running into a budget deadline again for the omnibus package because we did not pass a federal budget again through our 12 appropriation bills and then actually Pass a legitimate budget. We d- did what we've done since the Obama era. is just pass another omnibus bill. As we have to pass everything as a lump sum, continue to spend what we have been spending with a little bit more on top because obviously everything grows with the government. We can't just maintain. And if you don't pass it, then you probably hate the military because they don't get their funding. You hate senior citizens who are on uh, uh, Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid. You hate the programs. You hate people that are on the welfare checks. You hate everybody that's sick or that is low, uh, is, uh, low income or that is poor or whatever, and you want them to die in the streets. And that's the argument we hear all the time. Either you pass this or else you are the most hateful person on the face of the earth who does not care about anybody else but yourself because you're one of those privileged individuals who doesn't have to worry about this. Or you don't care about government workers either because then they don't get their paychecks as well. This is the argument we hear year after year after year when it comes to passing the budgets or the omnibus bills. And we're sick of it. And the deadline, again, is coming up, I believe, on the 14th of December, if I'm correct. The deadline's coming up soon for us to pass it again because the federal budget that ended in September to begin in October, we extended it to December. Now you're in holiday mode and you don't want to focus on this garbage. And now it's coming up again. And while we're trying to work through a transition of power, the leaders of the Democrat Party have already said on board, we're going to pass this and we're going to increase more spending because that's just what we do. And the leaders of the Republican Party apparently are also on board with this, which is why many people are so frustrated with the Republican Party. According to Breitbart.com, House or I'm sorry, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. I wish he was in the House. He wouldn't have as much to say. But Mitch McConnell said, quote, we're going to work together to fund, I hope, work together to fund the government, COVID and the war in Ukraine, all controversial and consequential issues. He goes on to say that our feeling is that Democrats have met a number of their domestic priorities previously through the 2021's $1.9 trillion pandemic relief package and this year's budget reconciliation law, which contained roughly $450 billion in clean energy and healthcare related spending, and they're insistent on continuing to request astronomical increases on non-defense domestic side spending, and it's a sticking point. So that's where we are, and we're going to keep talking to each other and hopefully Work this out. That is the words of a spineless goon who does not care about standing strong and saying no. Remember the Nike, just do it, and then remember the dare, just say no. The drugs, just say no. We don't want to just do it. We want to say no, flat out no, until we have a twelve appropriation or uh, twelve appropriation bills and a federal budget that has zero new spending, that has zero new programs, that has zero new additional spending, then I don't want it. And I do not care how much the government needs the money. I do not care if we shut it down, and I do not care how long we shut the government down at all. makes no difference. Shut it down for an entire year. It works just fine over the weekends. It works just fine over the holidays. It works just fine the way it needs to. Shut it down. Until we get a reasonable federal budget that has no new spending in it, no increases, no new projects, no new spending, no new investments, nothing. Because we have to get this under control. Andy, that's unreasonable. Yeah, I know it's unreasonable in today's times. I know it's irrational in today's times. We have to think logically about these things. As you know, this is the voice of reason. We try to bring reason into the conversation, but I'm so frustrated because we will never, ever, 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 ever get this under control. We have brought in more tax revenue than ever before in this nation year over year month over month, quarter over quarter. We continue to bring in tax receipts higher than they've ever been and yet we are still billions of dollars above that in spending. meaning with more you you bring in all of a sudden you are making fifty thousand dollars a year. you all of a sudden start bringing in one hundred thousand dollars a year shattering your personal income record with how much money's coming in and say that you're spending you're outgoing two hundred thousand dollars. $300,000 for $400,000. You finally increased your spending to where you want it to be at $100,000. you have never made that much money in your life before, but yet you're still, for some reason, spending $400,000 a year. So, therefore, you're still not compensating for what's going out with what's coming in. How does that make sense? And it's the government. They can spend more. And I get it. All these stupid, smart people that uh, went to college and talk about quantitative easing and we need to live in a debt and we need to do this. I don't care. Stop it. Complete freeze. I do not want this. We're going to work together and find a solution and try and slow it down. Their compromise is let's go ahead and cut one of the programs. They still get their five other programs. We're going to pass it, and that's going to be our new federal budget. This is why people, I'm telling you, are frustrated with Republican leadership. So the Senate is probably going to pass it because now it has the support from the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, who has been uh, voted on again overwhelmingly within Republican Senate leadership to have him be the House Minority Leader or the Senate Minority Leader. Then we go over to the House, where we're still debating on a Speaker of the House because Kevin McCarthy may not get the votes. We have a few Republicans that are standing strong and not supporting Kevin McCarthy. Now, that could be good. It could be bad. We'll see what happens on that vote because now we're up in the air. Who's actually going to be the Speaker? Kevin McCarthy is going to be another wishy-washy moderate guy. He's going to be essentially a Mitch McConnell in the House of Representatives. He's not going to do anything different. He's going to be the one as well. Well, we can't shut down the government. We have to work together and find solutions, and we're going to stay strong to our principles and the Republican values while at the same time passing a massive omnibus bill for the next year that will go until September of next year, and then we'll do the process all over again because we can't actually get our crap in line. There are some... That are not supporting Kevin McCarthy, as we mentioned right now, I believe there's five uh, 20. There are pretty hard nose 20 Republicans, including Representative Andy Biggs, that says that there are a decent amount that are supporting someone other than Kevin McCarthy. So the question is now the Speaker of the House is up in the air. We are supposed to be united as a party which is what we ran on, the Republican platform, the commitment to America, and Kevin McCarthy tried to come out with that during the election to show unity within the Republican Party, which we've said so many times on this program is the Republicans' biggest mistake. Our biggest issue is that we shoot ourselves in the foot because we are so divided internally. Our civil war continues, but the establishment has still a massive stronghold on the party because if Kevin McCarthy does get it... He's a moderate Republican from California to go along with the moderate Republican Mitch McConnell in the Senate and nothing of Republican value worthiness will actually get done. So the few outliers then as the media portrays it and as other hosts try to portray it and as other Republicans even try to portray it that the outliers the 20 quote uh, quote unquote pretty hard nose for Kevin McCarthy will be demonized. They will be shamed. Their names will be drugged through the mud because they're the ones that are holding out saying, can we at least get someone with a little feistiness in them, please? Can we at least get someone with a little bit more spunk in them, please? Because right now he's not going to get the 218 votes that's actually needed. I was told by a number of people who came to me afterwards who aren't members of the Freedom Caucus, hey, I voted for you, I voted against Kevin, according to Biggs, a member of the House Freedom Caucus. As uh, according to one conservative podcast. So at least according to salon.com, the House Freedom Caucus members have joined Biggs in opposing McCarthy, including Representative Matt Gates, Ralph Norman, Bob Good and Matt Rosendale, as well as Kevin McCarthy scrounging to try and get the votes needed for that 218. Will he get it? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Sure, let's go ahead and duke it out, but we better unite soon and we need to find a way to slide the party a little bit further to the right because Kevin McCarthy will not be the one to get anything done within the party. Which leads us up to the bill that they voted on today in the House of Representatives. I'm sorry, I believe it was the Senate that they passed this, was it? Uh, Hold on here. Oh, it it was the House of Representatives. Passed this bill, going to the Senate, and we'll see how they pass it, which more than likely it will go through. But it's interesting on how Republicans versus Democrats voted on supporting or not supporting unions and the railways potentially striking and shutting down transportation and distribution across the nation. Democrats voting to stop the negotiation with the unions, forcing them to accept the contracts. Republicans, on the other hand, going the opposite direction. Are Republicans supporting unions now, or is there another reason for it? But as that one goes through the House of Representatives earlier today, according to the Associated Press, what does it mean for the U.S. Senate, and where do we go from here? Where does the economy go from here looking forward as we get closer to the holiday season? Lots more coming up for The Voice of Reason on a midweek celebration. Stay here.
0: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Bring some reason into your day.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, I think we're back in action. I think we're back in action. I got some new headphones. I think we're good to go. All right. I can hear myself. Things are loud and clear and almost back to normal, allegedly. Not to talk about technical issues on the air, but, man, that's when... Try and talk to yourself with only one ear coming back through and only hearing yourself out of one side. It's like you have a severe cold and you have no clue what you're saying. (laughs) It's very disorienting. It's very strange. It's almost an experience, man. You need to try it. By the way, uh, I woke up this morning, and I was feeling really good. I woke up. I got ready. Did a little exercise this morning, kind of got the blood pumping, and then I figured, you know what the heck? I haven't done this in a while, and the last time I did it, I was jittery all day, and it didn't quite hit me as bad today, but I took another uh, vitamin B complex this morning, and let me tell you, man, I have been running around this entire radio building all day, Acting like I need to like run a marathon. It has been absolutely insane. So, already the fastest talker on radio is going to talk a little bit faster today because that's just what we do. That's how fast the mind's rolling today, and we got to try and slow down to keep up in some way, shape, or form. So, now we have the battle within the Republican Party. We have Mitch McConnell that is leading the Republicans to get on that side that's already caving. The very first challenge, the first test for Republicans after the election saying that we're going to be strong, we're going to stop the Democrat agenda. The first thing that comes up, we're going to go ahead and pass that omnibus bill. No, lock it down, shut it down, shut the government down until we actually get a legitimate budget and say no, we will no longer ever, 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 ever pass another omnibus bill until we get our 12 appropriations bills. I know it's unrealistic. I know that it's far-fetched. I get it. But at some point, you have to take a stand. And Kevin McCarthy is on the same board. Well, we need to pass this so we can do the commitment to America. No, stop it, and we'll see what happens. Maybe he won't become Speaker of the House. The problem is, though, is that if we can't get the 218 that way, we may have to go further to the moderate side in order to get the 218 and get some democrat support as well which could be devastating anything still better than nancy pelosi but can we at least pretend to be republican to some degree because now we have the rail strike and the house of representatives passed this earlier today on a 290 to 137 vote with the democrats uh, obviously dominating this one, to force the railroad unions, as you know, this potential strike that's been lingering, force railroad unions to accept the contract, which is like twenty, twenty-five thousand $25,000 in additional pay and $5,000 in bonuses and whatever else they got. And they were holding out for additional sick time. Now, as you know, I am about the most anti-union guy that you can possibly get because I absolutely despise them. It's time for you to represent yourself, and we don't need no damn union to tell me what to do and what's better for myself because I will decide that for myself. I'm not part of a group think. I'm not part of the collective. I'm going to represent individually myself, and if the working conditions are not good for me, then I will go somewhere else where the working conditions are better and a better opportunity for myself. I do not like unions. What's weird about this is, Is that Democrats now, which are funded very largely by unions, are the ones forcing the unions to say, hey, it's time for you just to get on board and go along with the contract. We don't want to hold this up any longer. And the House, they passed it. They passed it, forcing the unions to say, stop negotiating and stop putting up your wall. You need to go ahead and just get people back to work and just be done with this deal. This is the monster you've created, Democrats. You, the ones that like the collective. You had the even the DNC unionize yourself because you had to have representation against yourself as a political party because members of the DNC had to unionize to go against the DNC. You've created the monster of socialized unionized groups across the nation. And now you're backtracking saying, wait a second, we're in control of the economy right now. And if we go into a strike weeks before Christmas time. Energy will cease with coal and natural gas and everything else that's transported by railroads. The products that we shipped across the nation and cars and everything else will completely cease. We will devastate the economy where they're predicting near $2 billion a day anytime that they strike. That's how devastating this could be. And Democrats realize that they've created a monster they can no longer contain. And they're now trying to tie this monster back down with legislation from the government. Republicans, they're not supporting the unions. They're just saying, this isn't our deal. You created the monster. This is a private sector matter. Figure it out, guys. We shouldn't have to be part of this madness. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The
0: Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio.
1: You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. What's up? Welcome into the show. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. As we kind of wrap up the conversation regarding the railroad... Potential strike, the conversation in Washington, D.C., the House of Representatives passing their bill, 290 to 137, it goes on to the Senate now, to force the unions to accept the contract as opposed to standing strong and saying, nope, let the unions do the thing. You would think, and this is again just me trying to understand the other side of the aisle, you would think the Democrats would want the strike to happen. Now I get it. They they change their position when they're in leadership and they try to look quote unquote rational which they're not, but they've created the beast of unions. They've created the socialist mindset of unionization and they want people to be unions. So they're literally saying, hey, the unions are great. Go join a union, but the union, you push the barrier just a little bit too far this time and now you're going to crash the economy that we're trying to show is doing okay as we wrap up a midterm election of 2022 and go into a presidential election of 2024. But you would think that you would want them to strike because you love unions and you think that it's great to reset the entire economy. You also hate railroads anyways because of how much energy that they actually use. So you have that going for you as well. I think that's hilarious. That's uh, I mean, hey, uh, apparently you don't want to have clean energy because the railroads are so evil and bad at using all that energy let's shift gears a little bit here as we kind of wrap up midterm elections and as we get into our presidential talks of 2024 with our latest in what's trending
0: what's trending today
1: as i'm excited to have on the program he is with election fund network also the founder and ceo of the election Fun board games which this is going to be a fun when this is what you're going to need Do you want a stocking stuff you want something to have fun with the kids and the family and maybe that family member on the other side of the aisle you can go to at electionfun.com. excited to have on the program with us here today mr jay ellis jay how are you my friend
2: I'm doing great, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you on the program. So, first off, i got to ask you, election fun board games. It shows that the 2020 election, obviously, was a disaster. The 2022 election not looking much better. Before we talk about the actual issues, talk about this board game. What the heck have you created here?
2: Well, I mean, you know, with all the craziness that happened in the 2020 election, um, we just decided that... That, that, that we were just going to bring to light what really actually happened. And, I mean, you know, you weren't allowed to ask any questions. You weren't allowed to talk about it. And so <clears throat> we wanted to get something fun out, a Trojan horse, if you will, because at the time you weren't allowed to discuss, you weren't allowed to say anything about the election. Yeah. You weren't allowed to comment on it. And so – you know, part of the game is on the inside game are all the five swing states where all of the, you know, shenanigans happened, if you will. And, you know, when we were thinking about what how how can we get this out without, you know, having the FBI kick your door in, uh, we we decided, you know, it'd be fun to make a board game and make it for both sides of the aisle. And, you know, it, 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 I mean, you think of Trivial Pursuit meets Babylon B, and mm. that's kind of what we did. And then we also focused on. I told you know these guys when we were making this game. I said everything that we're not allowed to discuss in a year are going to be first and forefront. And I mean, it was COVID. It was Hunter's laptop. It was quote the mostly peaceful protests. It was uh, you know tech. Um, suppression, you know, it, it was, all the things that you weren't allowed to discuss or that you were a conspiracy theorist, I said, those are the things we need to focus on in the game. And we have all those in the game. And so what we wanted to do is invite your liberal friends over and just go through facts. <laughs> just go, I mean, just and, and, and we made it fun. And then we have trigger cards in the game, which, you know, I mean, one of the triggers, you know, if you think there are more than two genders, you know, I mean, or, you know, anybody that pays $500,000 for, uh, you know, a Hunter Biden painting, I want to meet him. I mean, we make fun of all the issues, but then we bring also the facts. I mean, the Russia, the crazy Russia, you know, back then you weren't even allowed. You know, that was it was all a conspiracy theory. Yeah. We have all of those things brought to light and it's all in a board game. It, and again, like I told you, it's more Trivial Pursuit meets Babylon B. It's super fun. It's a it is a perfect Christmas gift for someone that you you know that's tough to buy for, or if you have any friends that gaslight you for talking about this, or if you want to punk a liberal friend, it is a perfect Christmas gift.
1: I love this idea. It is so sad. It's funny, but it's sad all at the same time about the fact that politics has gotten to this level where it's so easy to be so satirical and to make fun of political issues today because it's that bad in the country and whether you're talking about 2020 with the presidential election with trump and biden and you're talking about covid or you're talking about hunter biden or you're talking about whatever else happened there uh in in, with current events and social issues or even the 2022 midterms that we have here because you're actually going to be updating this game as elections go along aren't you
2: we are so so there's about 15 cards in the game then we have a QR code and you literally during the middle of the game if you draw one of these cards you put your phone over it just like you would ordering in a restaurant and a, 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 a mix comes up or seven videos come up and we can uh, update the current environment you know like uh, a lot of it is all of the things that you were not you know all of the hippocratic uh um let me give you an example. In the inside game, you put your uh, phone over a QR code and it's all the Democrats in 2016 saying the election was stolen. Dominion voting machines weren't safe. You you know, you can hack them. You can do it. all of those things that they say. And then they took down the videos. Basically, we have them all up. And so during the middle of the game, you can watch all these videos. And if somebody says that didn't happen, you say, OK, well, we have all the videos. It's video proof. You, you know, you can't hide your lying eyes. Yeah. And we can constantly update this on the, you know, like we're updating it right now. We have Arizona. We have what's going to happen in the, you know, starting January 3rd with the investigations. We, you know, we constantly update it. And, you know, so it's always, um, you know, it's always current.
1: I love that idea. And of course, we had the runoff in Georgia as well, that I'm sure there's going to be some fun things to talk about there as well. We're talking with Jay Ellis, founder, CEO of Election Fund Board Games, which you can find online at electionfun.com. I was going through the website, Jay, and I was looking at the different characters you you have on here. And I guess I got to be careful with the radio edited stuff on here. But Dr. Richard Head seems to be a relatively important figure in this game.
2: Well, of course, you know, as we know, that's exactly who that is. That's (laughs) that's our that's our naysayer, you know, Tony Fauci. And I was just trying to think of a perfect nickname for, you know, or or a perfect sidekick for him. And that that's just the guy that came, you know, that's just the, the, the name that came to mind.
1: I love that. I love it. Now, uh, the issues that we're seeing today, I can only imagine what's going to come up by the 2024 election. Imagine, if you will, we went through the 2020 election with Trump and Biden and with how disastrous that was, how funny and satirical it can be and how easy it was to poke fun at it because of the shenanigans. If we have a rematch of those two in 2024, how outlandish do you think these elections could get over the next couple of years?
2: Well, I mean, look, they're just... We're just now figuring out what, you know, Maricopa County, yeah. I mean, just take, you just think about that for a second on what happened, you know, what happened literally on uh, over the last two weeks. And it is, it's, it, it, it's crazy. And, you know, I mean, if we don't figure out how to quote ballot harvest or what this is going to be, you know, it, it, this is going to continue to be the same thing. But it is such an insult to every human's intelligence of what actually went on in Maricopa County. Yeah. And then and then they sit there with a straight face and say, yeah, we thought we did a good job and nothing was a matter. And, I mean, you know, you can't even make this stuff up anymore. You just can't make it up. And the funny thing about it is they don't care. Yeah. Nobody does anything about it. You know, my whole point in this, where is every Republican senator and congressman not standing out in front in, in in Phoenix, Arizona, screaming at the top of their lungs. I mean yeah. where in the hell is all of our representatives? Why aren't they supporting this? We have about five of them that, that, that speak out. I mean screaming that that you know, I mean, this just can't go on. I mean, it just can't go on. And we're, we have we are compiling all of the best videos. And if you saw, you know, all the people talking out in front of the, uh, you know, American uh, Board of Supervisors. And then how about the guy in, uh, was it Yavapai County or Havis? I can't remember. He says, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm voting I under duress because if I don't certify this, I'm going to jail. Wow.
1: This is the I mean, madness that we're in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, yeah, is, this what, is the madness that we have to deal with. Is-
2: yeah, what planet is that okay? And it, you know, I mean, I'm just telling you people have had enough. But you know, er, uh, again, everybody, uh, you know, w- now we do our best to make fun of all the woke nonsense and we do. We make our trigger cards, we make fun of all the woke crap. I mean, we just do. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you have all this stuff going on. Um I mean, and it, 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 it you, you you literally can't make it up and they don't care. I mean, they just the, the, their whole point is, okay, well what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody says a word. Not every single – can you imagine if that was in Detroit, Michigan or uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and the voting lines were three hours and the machines were down? It would be on every national news 24-7 a loop on voter suppression and redo the redo the election i mean it would be national news all day every day 24/7 yeah
1: Oh, of course of course we got to take a break here jay hold on the line we got to come back here in just a minute we're talking with the founder ceo of election fund board games at electionfund.com when we come back i want to continue on this board game the best one of the best holiday gifts that you can get yourself or for a friend maybe on the other side of the aisle, and we'll have some fun about the upcoming election stay here with Andy
0: Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is.
1: Welcome back into the program as we wrap up the show. Last few minutes here of uh, the program for a midweek celebration. By the way, I want to remind you about our newsletter coming out Become a Hoosier Holic. If you have yet to do so, if you haven't, what the hell's wrong with you, man? Get on it. We have our monthly newsletter coming out. On Monday next week, probably. So, if you have not signed up, go to the website HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Sign up, become a Hoosier Holic. You'll get our new monthly. It's, we're not going to charge you. It's free. It's just an email that pops up. Every month we talk about what's going on with the show, our monthly blog, that does get distributed, by the way, not just to our website and to our newsletter, but also to OpsLens.com, as it is an op-ed there, which is really awesome. And we love those guys and appreciate them picking up. I'm not a writer, so the fact that they even pick it up as an op-ed on their website is very cool, and we appreciate that very much. We also talk about guests that we've had on the program, things that we've talked about, and the upcoming holidays, civic holidays for the following month. So it's great. Go and check it out. Become a holic. You can go to the website at hoosierreason.com. Right now we're talking about uh, the elections, 2020's election, 2022's midterms, 2024 upcoming election as we have Jay Ellis, the founder, CEO of Election Fun Board Games, which you can find online at electionfun.com. Highly recommend. This is going to be my own personal stocking stuffer because why the heck not? I need to see this. I need to play with it and uh, let people know about have the conversation we talk about not wanting to talk about politics and religion at the dinner table uh but I think the perfect time for the holidays with Thanksgiving that just passed with Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate and New Year's maybe sit around with the family and the friends and have the conversation I mean Jay I mean that's the perfect time to have these conversations right
2: I agree
1: 100% That's what it's all about so talk about some of the the ideas like you said as you progress with these new elections and you're going to be updating new things you said you're going to be updating things with like arizona and maricopa county talk about some of the ideas as you evolve this game and with more features what else are you guys going to be including with this
2: well including what like uh, including
1: how well some of the i mean you mentioned you're going to be updating some of the uh the q the, the qr codes and some of the new content that you're going to have on there aren't you
2: oh, oh yeah yeah well, we are going to do that. Oh well, actually, one thing we're going to do is we're in the process of making a, a, a drinking game version. <laughs> and so, so it, and, and, and the rules come in an FBI confidential envelope.
0: So, oh,
2: <laughs> I, I mean, again, again, you can make it as fun as you want. But I mean, the whole thing what we want to do is, I mean, everybody, you know, sit around your family, and again, it, it really is for forty nine ninety five. Just think of how many Christmas how many people you think what am i going to get him for christmas what am i going to get her for christmas what am i going to get my father-in-law etc etc or what liberal friend can i punk i'm telling you this is the greatest this literally is the funnest christmas present they have and you know what else it'll be great for is a time capsule Mm -hmm. buy one put it on your shelf and in 20 years when you're Kids are asking what that is. Just say you—you you, you wouldn't have believed what, what it was like at that one time. At least let's hope we've we've got it all fixed out. But I mean, you know, we like I said, we constantly update it. And you know, for the twenty twenty four election, I am sure we will update the board and do, do this new because I mean, it really has been. I mean, the, the the people love it. Our feedback has been great. Everybody loves to play the game. Yeah. Um, you know, in the context of the game, there's one die. Uh, there's a, you know, uh, a blue donkey and a red elephant. And, you know, you move around the board. You you know, we have fake news cards with Trump on them. We have corruption cards with Biden's picture on them. Um, the inside game is all the swing state. You know, it's all the it, it's just the swing states that happened, you know, that just happened to stop counting on election night in 2020. And, you know, we continually update it. Um, we We did not miss a trick we made fun of. COVID, I mean, we hit on the highlight, we, we brought out Russia, Hunter's Laptop, the quote, mostly peaceful protests, campaign followings. We we basically hit every hot button that every American right now is concerned about.
1: You covered the whole gamut. I love it. We got about 30 seconds as we kind of wrap up here. But going into the 2024 presidential election, from the satirical, comical aspect and perspective of the election, what would be the best potential uh, outline and uh, head up between the Republican candidate and Democrat candidate? Would it be a Trump-Biden? Would it be a Michelle Obama? What would be the best matchup for that on a satirical perspective?
2: Oh, God. On a satirical perspective, it would probably have to be... uh, Oh, God. How about Trump and Pete Buttigieg? (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I love it. Let's just throw that out there. I have no idea. But listen, I really appreciate you having me on your show. I hope your listeners enjoyed this, and I hope they go out electionfunfun.com get a great Christmas present, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I I greatly appreciate it. It's
1: great stuff. Electionfun.com Go and check it out. The best holiday gift you can get for this year. Jay Ellis, founder, CEO. We appreciate it, my friend. We'll get you back on the show again here real soon. But that does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. We're back at it again tomorrow for a pre-Friday celebration. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.